Hello and welcome to BoardWars.eu, your bi-weekly podcast about Star Wars, Imperial Assault and miniature games by Fantasy Flight Games. Uh, we are on our 14th episode uh, already and uh, it, is, it is the first episode where uh, Herwig isn't on the show because he had something to do and he will maybe join later, but we'll see about that. But to compensate, we have two new hosts, two new tryout, tryout hosts which are Jeppe from the Netherlands, or actually from Denmark, but can you clear it up for me? Yes, I'm, I'm living in the outskirts of Amsterdam because my missus happens to be uh, Dutch. Oh, but you are, but you are from, from Denmark, you said, or is that right? Yeah, I, I'm, I'm from Denmark. I've only been here for, uh, for four years. Uh, only four years. That's, that's quite, short, quite a short time. <laughs> so. <laughs> okay, so that's Jeppe from uh, the Netherlands. And we also have Raphael from uh, Germany again. Yeah, hi. And uh, again, uh, we have our two recurring hosts, which are Antonia. Hi. And uh, Hendrik. Hi. So we are actually five guys on the, or five, four guys and one girl on the podcast today. And uh, there is actually quite a lot to talk about because we have uh, free news items and we will talk about our not played online campaign <laughs> and a bit about Twin Shadows and some other stuff I picked up on Board Game Geeks, but more on that later on the show. So to start off, we have a bit of news, which is that uh, some of the other hosts notified me that uh, the Wave 3 packs are now listed as shipping on the Fantasy Flight's upcoming page. Uh, so this was today, right? Who, who did who did did send this in to us? It's who did notices? Someone uh, of you. I saw it on Board Game Geek. Okay, so somebody posted it there. Check on Board Game Geeks. Um, uh, and it's all of the Wave Free stuff, which is the Stormtroopers, the Wookies, and the hired hired guns, right? Yes. 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 Yeah. So we will see if they are actually here in before the year ends. Uh, in Europe, but since we, I actually haven't got the chance to buy Wave 2 packs because they are still not here in Vienna, and which is actually bad. Uh, we don't even have the Wave 1 packs in German, let alone Twin Shadows or Wave 2 packs, so we have a bit of a problem with the yes, tournaments. Yes, my Twin Shadows copy arrived today from Book Depository, so it's... That's in the UK, right? To UK, yes, and um, I got the droids, and two of the expansions should arrive later tomorrow, I think. So I have the so first you, wave incoming. So you have Twin Shadows and the droids for now? Yes. Okay, and Boba Fett and Kane Samus are still missing? Yes. Okay. I'm, I'm actually... Uh, I think I will I will order them over Book Depos Depository too and cancel my, my order on my friendly local game store because it's taking me too long <laughs> I, I need them <laughs> I need also I need them it's I crazy them, yeah. Yeah. If I had known that before I would order that directly yeah. in the UK yeah uh, what about Jeppe and Raphael do you have your Twin Shadows boxes already it has arrived here in the Netherlands but I actually haven't bought it yet oh okay I haven't got oh. it but I did pick up the Arto Dito mm. so crazy and they're very very cute uh -huh. <laughs> How are you gonna play out to D2's side mission if you, because it I think it, it it needs some twin jealous tiles right? Yeah, it's it was more like yeah I was at a tournament and they were there on the counter and I just couldn't get, keep oh, my fingers oh, okay. off it. So <laughs> that's how they they <laughs> so came on with me. It wasn't exactly planned. 
No, no, I'm not sure I'll be using them anytime soon. <laughs> okay. But uh, you can still use them in commerce, commerce, right? Or yeah, you can use them in commerce, of course. Of course. Yeah, if if I were playing Rebel Scum. <laughs> 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 Who's gonna play them anyway? So, uh, Raffel, I, I, I think you don't have Twin Shadows already? No, I don't That's have right. anything okay. of that. Um, I'm okay. Actually, I'm waiting for Essen. I'm pretty much hoping to get everything that I want and need, and which is pretty much everything, um, there, and that will be it. <laughs> so so uh, are I'm you playing German or English? I, I have the corset in German, but I'm planning to buy an English corset as well. And I just go there and look what I get. If I get some stuff in German, I don't care really that much. I I prefer the English stuff, but I also want to support Heidelberger. Um, so I just yeah, buy would, what I get. Yeah, if they would release stuff faster, I would support them too. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> that's that's always know, the problem. It's hard for them. I know that they have to translate it and yeah, yeah. and get it approved. And it's pretty hard. especially considering now with all that Disney and Lucas and going back and forth. So yeah, everyone wants to have a say at it. Um, so from what I gather, uh, Jeppe, you, are, you aren't going to Essen, right? I'm not going this okay. year, no. I've, I've found that too much of my gaming budget is bound up in Fantasy Flight stuff. <laughs> and uh, oh, I, I really want to go back at some point to Essen, okay. but not this year. Okay, so because uh, I think, Raphael, you said you will go? Yeah, sure. I mean, I just have to sit into, <laughs> yeah, right, <laughs> into a tram and okay, I don't know, so half an hour later I'm there. So Okay, that's Just that's a fun. crazy idea. Just to, Maybe we could schedule an episode on the Saturday on Essen with all the guys from us attending there. Yes, I'll, I will be just there on Saturday and maybe the, the early parts on Sunday because I'm I... just not sure if we need any equipment for recording that. Um, I will have my laptop and will probably bring my, my microphone too. I will I will also bring my, my camera so uh, I don't know actually if, if something if something pops up or if we have time on the evening on Saturday maybe we'll set, sit down anywhere somewhere and see if we can do something but I'm mainly there to, to try out some new games I want to try out and to maybe get some of the uh, Imperial Assault stuff. Um, that being said, it's my first time in Essen, so I don't know really exactly how this works. Wow. <laughs> so, um, uh, the problem will be that I will only be there on Saturday and Sunday, so I hope they have still they still have stock of uh, anything I want. And uh, it, maybe we can arrange something with Raphael, so I'm, I'm sending him money and he will get me one of some of the, the packs if they're already there. <laughs> I mean, we are there at on Thursday for sure, so the first day. So that's also I can send you money too. I can send everyone money. It's okay. <laughs> money, money, everybody, money, everybody <laughs> buys. Need stuff to carry all that stuff. <laughs> yes, yeah. I want my imperial assault. <laughs> yeah, but uh, definitely um, the first thing I rightly go the direction towards Heidelberger and buy everything they have. That would that would be my first thing too. So. Yeah, we did it last year and it was crazy because they have always this um, discount booth, you can say. Like, it's like a big tube you go through and it's like <laughs> this discount stuff, like some really cheap uh, stuff and it's mm -hmm. gone really fast. So the people are standing in line and it's really uh, crowded there. Yeah. And also those nice bundles. Yeah. Yeah, they're quite useful if you want to. 
That's you never, you never, I, th I don't think uh, you know what he's talking about. They have like this bundles for 50 euros. Yes, I know. You never, you never bought one. <laughs> yeah, they weren't, they weren't fitting for me, but there were quite some interesting things. If there is a Mice and Mystic bundle this year, I will buy yes. it. <laughs> I will go buy everything. Uh, what is in these bundles? Is, is this more like, is this the base boxes and some expansions or what yeah, is this? Something like okay, that. Yeah. So. so it's just it's pretty much, uh, collection of various things of one game uh, bundled together and mostly some of this is pretty much um, for free so you get a discount on it mm -hmm. so that you yeah. it really works quite nicely for example there yeah. was one uh, Netrunner so you had both expansions and some packs and you pretty much got two or three packs for free or something like that it definitely mm -hmm. was a nice price Yeah, normally it's like a price for 50 euros or something, and it's like worth if you buy it uh, in an online shop or wherever, like 60 or 50 euros, and then you get a 25 euro uh, um, coupon to buy stuff at their booth. So oh, it's a good okay. deal. Yeah. So we will. Mo some of us will be in Essen. Uh, I think at least four of us will be in Essen. We'll see if maybe uh, uh, Martin who isn't on the show, but who also responded to our call for new hosts, might also be there, but I doubt it, because he has a little boy and he might not be able to get away. So, uh, that's it about way-free shipping. It took a bit longer and it uh, segued into Essen, but maybe we'll talk about Essen later in the show. Um, the second news item we had this week is um, the Vader's Fist article on the FFG site which is an article about the Stormtroopers Way-Free Pack. And there are some cards spoiled in there. I think the, the biggest new reveal was the the attachments. Is this right? And I think the others is just uh, some some command cards. But the attachment, where is it? There is it. Okay. So uh, someone want to read, read the new uh, skirmish attachment that's coming with the new Stormtrooper Pack, which is yeah. Vader's Finest. It's a skirmish upgrade, it's an attachment for trooper only, mm -hmm. and all the figures in this group gain one action, perform an attack, then gain two movement points. Or two actions, discard one harmful condition and become focused. And it's, of course, the deployment cost is two. And you can only play it on Imperial units, or you can only play it if you're fielding an Imperial army, I think. So, because it has the Imperial sign Yeah, it has Imperial logo. icon. I'm not sure. Are there Rebel Troopers? Yeah, of course, the, the, the Rebel Troopers. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> they are also Troopers. <laughs> <laughs> so, you can't attach it to the Rebel Troopers. But uh, there was actually, I think there was a discussion on Board Game Geeks about the second ability, which is two special actions to discard one harmful condition and become focused about if... The terminology of if you need to discard the harmful condition to become focused, or if you can't become focused, uh, even though you don't have some harmful condition attached. But I think it's quite clear that you can't become focused with this without uh, needing first to be stunned, weakened, or so. Yeah, um, I think it's it's still possible. Yes. I actually thought this is a bit too strong, but I I realized that it's two special actions, so you waste an entire round with a, with a figure just to become focused. I'm not sure if that's worth it. Might be in some situations, I'm, but I'm I'm thinking immediately that one of the things is if you have something else that can then have them attack, it suddenly becomes more interesting. That's right. Yeah, maybe like a uh, an elite imperial officer who then directs this 
yeah, figure to attack. Quite yeah. a combo, so you can also get a second group of stormtroopers for that. Yeah, how? What? Why? Hmm. Well, if you buy an elite uh, imperial officer and Vader's yeah. finest, you have spent quite a lot of points. Yeah, that's uh, true. I'm yeah. not sure if that's really just such a good combo. Mm, yeah, I don't know. Might might be. It's but also the first time that they actually release a figure in a pack which is already as a figure in the base in the box, game. I mean, yes. if you take out General Vice, right? Yeah. Or, because all the all the all the packs beforehand have been figures which weren't in in one of the boxes. Yeah. Um, General Vice technically also wasn't in a box. He, he yeah. Had a, he yeah, had a yeah. token, but <laughs> he wasn't legal to play on the in the skirmish side of the game. With just a token, at least from the from the official rules. So. Yeah, I mean, I mean, the ATST is more or less the same, right? More or less. Yes, yes, it's more or less the same. Yeah. yeah that's so what I, I noticed. So. Yeah, that's that's interesting. It's also, I think, the 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 figures for the in the in the box in the small box the 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 ally pack or the villain pack in this case will they have a different pose? But it's actually not that different. So people were complaining on board game peaks that if they were already doing um, separate separate figures for them, they should be in a much different pose because it's too easy already to to too, too hard to see the difference between. Even though if you if you look carefully, you see of course the difference. Yeah, that's the thing. I looked carefully after a friend of me told me uh, told me that, and I said, "Hey, I don't see the different pose. It, it's really hard to see." Maybe when you have the figures right in front of you, it's a little bit different than on this picture, but I don't know. <laughs> it really aren't isn't the, convincing. Aren't the, the the figures in the base box, don't they just hold the, the gun at hip fire? No, not at all. No, mm. um, the, the legs are different. Yeah, the, the legs, legs are here at 90 degrees. So Okay. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, the difference is quite small. and I, I mean... I don't really care for that because I I don't even paint my pic my my figures so it's not that important to me. Yeah, but I can see for collectors right it's mm. yeah for yeah. collectors it's it's maybe a bit of a bummer to to not get something much more different out of it, even though you pay quite quite a lot for it. I I, I assume it will cost like fifteen fifteen dollars or euros depending on where you are. So I don't know. We'll see. And. I I was, yeah, I was actually thinking that that card would function fairly well together with Kayan Somos rather than the Imperial Officer. Yeah, uh, do you mean Kayan Somos? Just a figure, yeah, because Sorry. he can also make them attack, right? Yeah, and he can have two of them attack at the same time. Yes. Um, with his firing squad ability. The interesting thing about this attachment is that it's uh, it doesn't exhaust when you use one of the, the special actions. So you can use it with two of the Stormtroopers. Then have Somos move up to them and have both of them attack. Both are focused, so might be good, but it's an awful lot of setting up. I don't know because if you're focusing that many uh, that many troops, isn't the the enemy going to focus fire on them and then they may, might not even be there when Kane Somos is uh, it's Kane Somos turn? Yeah, I don't, especially especially if it's for troopers. I mean, uh, the the regular troopers they have free health and uh, a black die. So you, if you can somehow deal about five or six damage, you are basically basically guaranteed to to defeat the figure. Which I I mean, it's not that 
easy to do this, but let's say I think Garkan, wait, Gar yeah, Gar Garkan has, um, he can deal bonus damage if he's wounded, is this, or, is, or he's focused somehow, I don't know, he can deal he, a, a he bit more damage. He gets focused for getting 3 damage, yes. No, so that's that's in the campaign, but his skirmish cut can also, I think he, he can deal somehow some more damage, I think. Yeah, wasn't it um, that if he has at least one uh, health lost, then he, he is... can he can deal double attacks, right? Yeah. Is this, is this right? Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's can... enraged. If you have suffered yes. at least one damage, you mm -hmm. can perform multiple attacks each. Activation. So with this, uh, I think uh, Gar Garkon alone can at least get rid of one of these figures, and then you wasted an uh, uh, a round for this figure, and you only have one figure remaining focused. So. I don't know, it doesn't seem that strong to me, but... I think it's it's a bit a matter of the setup. If you're in a situation where the enemy has to come to you, it could be useful. But otherwise, you could also basically just in your very first activation of your uh, troopers, have them all take focus. That's also right, because you can delay your Before you go move out of yeah. your deployment zone. Yeah, you can delay your activations this way, and then you are already focused in the next round. So that's also right, yes. I don't know. Yeah, we will see how this evolves in the skirmish. Maybe it's moving away then again from the dreaded 4x4 list because I think it's still pretty strong even though we have the new pass rule. But more on that maybe later. Uh, so that the article itself, um, it talks also about new skirmish cards which are reinforcements. Did we see reinforcements already in the vice, general vice pack? Is this right? Or is it a new card? Because I, it's, wasn't, it, it sounds, wasn't it with, wasn't it with the rebel troopers perhaps? That might also be yes. Because it sounds so familiar. I, I actually have to look it up. I, I haven't my cards on my table right now, but, um, and the the next card that is spoiled is uh, stealth tactics, which is you can use it on any small figure. Use while defending to add one die, white die to your defense pool. Cost of one, and you can include it once in your deck. Mm, not sure. If it's certainly okay, but white die it's a bit swingy, so it would I mean it's it's very it's very good if you have an um a figure which is already um defending with a white die. Or which like it's very good with Han, for instance, because Han is cunning, so if you roll a white die, either you have a first you have a thirty three percent chance to rolling a, a complete dodge. And then you convert every uh, search cancel, evade, or whatever you want to call it, to an additional block through his cunning ability. So on him, the, the this card might actually be very good. But for like stormtroopers or, or other smaller figures, like figures that actually defend with a black die, it might not be that good. I think it's to compound the white die is much stronger than to combine it with a black die, but I don't know. It's, it seems like it would also be really nice to have up your sleep for R2-D2. Yes. Oh, yeah. That's basically guaranteeing a dodge, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so... Um, and the last card which is spoiled in this article is Set for Stun. Uh, Raphael, do you want to read it? Yeah, sure. Uh, if it loads. <laughs> Any <laughs> figure, special action, perform an attack. If the target would suffer one or more damage, reduce damage suffered to zero. Then the target becomes stunned. For zero points, and you can have it once in your deck. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, it's dealing stun, so it's okay, I think, because stun is really good in the skirmish. But uh, the, the fact that you can only include it once might make it a bit unreliable. I don't know. So that I think that's all from the from the first article. Uh, it doesn't actually tell us that much, but since the pack is should be should be coming out quite soon, we will have a, a look at it ourselves uh, probably in the next weeks. And are, then um, one question: Are we also talking about the cards for the campaign? Because uh, are there cards yes. aside from the mission? Well, there is this there are gender uh, cards. Gender card. Oh, so that you get a reward yes, and then you get yes. the 500 first training reward card for yeah, troopers. Yeah, the 500 first training is basically the same as uh, the upgrade um, for the campaign. Oh, okay. okay so different. Let, let's go over this in, in order. So it also comes with an agenda set. And this agenda set has one side mission and two uh, normal uh, agenda cards and the side mission is called Bunker Buster which is in Caridia outskirts facility and if you win it or if the rebels bypass it they get uh, you get the 501st training which is uh, Antonio want to read it oh uh, yeah it's an attachment and it's trooper only and yeah the figures in this group gain the following abilities for one action you can perform an attack and then gain two movement points and for two actions um, you can recover three damage and become focused. Cool. Yeah, it's similar um, to the to the skirmish one, but you don't discard an ability uh, and and um, what's it called condition? The harmful condition. Yeah, you, you recover free instead, which is recovering free is I don't know. It's very, it's it's a large amount considering that uh, normal stormtroopers only have free, so they can't even fully take advantage advantage of this. So. Not sure. And uh, the other agenda cards. We have uh, another agenda card spoiled, which is the, the agenda deck is of, called, of course called Vader's Fist. And one of the cards is To the Last Man. Keep this card secret during any mission. Uh, play this card on a Stormtrooper figure whose group has only one figure remaining. So you have, a, you, you have to have a, a deployed Stormtrooper group with only one figure on the board. This figure's group cannot be reinforced, which sounds bad. While attacking, add one red die to the figure's attack pool. While defending, add one white die to this figure's defense pool. Discard this card at the end of the mission or when this figure is defeated. And it costs two influence, and I think it's weak. I think it's it, too expensive to... Yes, it's it's again uh, two influence cards which you which you can't use multiple times. It's also always, I mean, it's uh, it certainly can bail you out of the situa situation. But the one the one white die means that you basically there isn't that any chance that chance that the the figure will uh, see the next round because the heroes they can wail on it and because why not? It's just it's the last one in the group, so it's a it's a prime target, and so. I don't know. It seems a bit, mm, a bit lackluster. But you and cannot play it on a heavy stormtrooper, right? I mean, it says play it on a stormtrooper. 
Let me see. Um, that was actually, that was my first thought, how to interpret it, because I think this is one of the first cards we see, at least I can recall, where it's not just a keyword, but it's a specific name of the title of the card. Yes, but um, I would say you can, because heavy stormtroopers are still stormtroopers. And yeah, they still have no limitations, so yeah. they, they I, should have cleared that up. Yeah, I think it, I think it can be used on heavy stormtroopers as well, but I still think it's very interesting that it's like those specific uh, limited groups. Maybe it was intended to be n to not be used on heavy stormtroopers. Maybe the, the oh wait, I don't I don't think it I, can be used on heavy stormtroopers. That's just my feeling because it's in the stormtrooper pack, right? I think I mean, it can. Yeah, but you have you have other cards that usually also affect other troopers, which can be played on on other troopers as well. So, but you are it's something. Right, that, it's hmm. it's something I would like to see being FAQ because, yeah. Yeah, we need a, It should be a, a more general rule about how to treat this these names. If if it's if it's a partial match, if it if it's uh, if it's enough, or if. It has to be a full match because with a full match you can only play it in a stormtrooper group. But if if it only needs to be a partial match, then you can also uh, wait. We have uh, let's say let's say we have uh, new agenda cards in the future which mention that you can play it on any hunter car hunter troop or hunter figure. Then it might it might fit on Trandoshan hunters and any other. Hunters that might be released in the future. So, depending on what's um, what's coming out of this, it would be interesting to have a clarification on this. Yeah, maybe I will what ask it on board game geek if I can't find it. Yeah, yeah, and I yeah, of course. Go ahead. Yeah, I agree with you guys that it it looks a bit overpriced for what it does. But I think depending on circumstance, if you're playing with military might and you have some of those upgrades that you might be tossing on an elite Stormtrooper group, then that card could be interesting in certain circumstances. At least if it's kind of a mission where where the Rebels need to take out this group or need to remove it from somewhere and can't just ignore it. I think it would be actually better if you played in a situation where they have to ignore it, where they need to get out of somewhere so you can get the most out of it. Because like I said, when they, when they attack it and the, the white die probably won't bail you out that much and um, the, the green die uh, the, the red die that's added is much more potent over the over the course of like two rounds than the white dies while defending so it might come in handy then and like I said with military might if you can focus it or if you can uh, if you already played uh, assault armor in it then it's maybe okay but I'm I'm still not sure otherwise it seems exp but otherwise, it does seem expensive. Yeah, I don't. I dislike. Yeah. I dislike any agenda card that's cost that's costing two influence, and it's basically a one-time use. It's it doesn't seem right to me. So, but with the with the new campaign being only the Twin Shadows campaign, of course, being only four missions long, and you basically uh, acquire the uh, the agenda cards for the last mission because you can hold out these two missions anyway. It's actually I I find the one-time use cards a bit more appealing than in the long campaign, but yeah, not sure. good point. So the last uh, agenda set, uh, the last agenda card spoiled is set for stun, 
Hendrik, you want to read Sets for Sun? Yes, keep this card secret. During any mission, you may play this card while an Imperial, Imperial figure is performing a ranged attack. If the target would suffer one or more damage, reduce the suffered damage to zero. Then the target becomes stunned. Then Aza, discard this card or shuffle it back into your agenda deck. And it costs one influence. Yeah, it's it's also it's the same as the it's almost the same as the skirmish card. I think I I really like that it's significantly in, in a small detail more powerful. In that with the skirmish card, you basically have to clear the attack that now you want to try and do the set for stun. But in this, you can basically while you're attacking the rebel heroes, when you hit at some point with one of your stormtroopers, then you can toss the card because it's wild rather than the. That's perfectly right, yes. It's much more flexible this way because you can wait around until you actually deal the damage yeah. so it isn't wasted. Because the skirmish card you have to, to play before you attack, so it might yeah. even be completely wasted if the yeah. attack doesn't deal any damage. At the right point, I think this could be decisive in, in a tight match. Yeah, I mean, stunning, stunning rebels is always a good thing. So, uh, did the one, in, the one influence, you only get the benefit for one attack basically but this is I, I think dealing uh dealing stunt to a hero in the campaign is is worth every time at least almost every time we will see about this in the uh uh in the discussion about the twin shadows uh mission we will talk about today but most of the time it's it's a very good condition to deal your to dish out to the heroes in the campaign so i i like this card i i can i can see me buy it so even though it's one time Definitely. use so I think that's now it's uh, now it's everything from the from the uh, article, and we will go on to our next article, which was also posted on the FFG site, which is infiltrate, subdue, and triumph. And this is oh, wait, what's going on here? Okay, and this is about the 2015 Imperial Sword Skirmish World Championship prizes. Did you have any of you actually read the article? Because oh, I read no, it. I, just, I, just <laughs> I didn't. Yeah, so yeah. Yeah. It's not that so big deal, I, I think. <laughs> so, uh, is there any any big reveal or something? Because I didn't, uh, I haven't read it at all. They now. just list the prices, more or less, as an information, okay. right? So I'll, the winner will get a playmat, a trophy, a and uh, he will design a card. Oh, that again! <laughs> I heard about this. <laughs> They did it in X-Wing as well. Yeah. yeah um, I think it's a bit cheap, but... <laughs> and a Netrunner. Yeah, this, like designing a card is... Uh, I don't know. Uh, doesn't doesn't seem worth it winning, actually, this stuff, so... You can make I mean, it like a Richard Garfield card where it's, like, completely broken. <laughs> if Richard no, Garfield shows up, I win. <laughs> shouldn't be completely broken, but it's... it's of course you can't design a card. I like it. I think it's interesting. Sorry. I think it's interesting that there are things in there where that's really nice. Like you have the one for for skirm is a mat, so that you can put your stuff out in a nice and sorted way. And then the one thing that's really been missing for skirm is that's actually some way in within the game a component to count your your uh, victory points. Is this what's in there to count your victory points? Is this that's the the. Each faction's best player receives a faction-themed point tracker. I think if you have it open, oh, okay. there are some pictures down on the lower right side. Um, yeah. 
I'm not sure what the point tracker should be from the picture. Yeah, how can yeah. you track points with that? I mean, it's those, just a coin, right? It's a dial. I think it's a dial. Ah, okay, there's also another Oh, that, that's because all three uh, fractions are there. It okay, looks like so a poker ship for me. <laughs> yes. Yeah. But I think there's a little, you can see a tiny hole at the top of them, and I think that's probably for, for showing us uh, a number. number yeah. But if you want, if you don't want to use this, you can always use the the thread tracker from the from the game and just yeah. count over twenty. So because you after twenty you start at one again, so should be okay, I think. Yeah, it's 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 nice and it would certainly be nice to have it in the base game, but yeah. I I think the most important thing from this, and that's probably not a surprise with the other tournaments by Fans of Light, is I think it's really nice that they're making prizes that are tangible and it might look cool but it's not something that makes you more likely to win the next time you go to a tournament no that would be a bad idea of course it's just like cosmetic stuff you might like yeah that's it yeah it's like with the with the regional <laughs> stuff you also get like i i got some acrylic focus tokens and the, the dice bag the dice bag and the alternate art cards these are all okay i think even though i only got the german ones but <laughs> um yeah, the prices. I I I'd have to say they don't really blow me out of the water, but they're certainly nice to have, of course. If the the playmats. I'm not sure it it looks kind of large, and I, it has to be kind of large because it has to fit all of the skirmish maps you're gonna play, and plus it has some si some space of the side on the side for placing your cards, your deployment cards. But I'm the other stuff. I'm not sure. Metallic. Uh, dice or alternate art Vader cards. Mm. Not, not that I'm gonna win anything of that, but that, but we'll see. The real, uh, the real prize is infinite fame. Yeah, and designing, <laughs> of course, designing a card, which I'd have to imagine that uh, you, you you don't have completely free a free hand on designing the card. You have to. They will basically tell you a budget like. You have that X amount of deployment cost budget, and for this you can accrue certain stats like health, speed, or so, and certain dice are worth certain deployment points. So it will be most mostly balanced, and they will touch it up if it's uh, it has some uh, obvious flaws. But we'll see what actually comes out. Does any of you know how the design chips from the or designed cards from the X-wing uh, tournaments turned out to be? Are they even released yet? Uh, there were there is one that's called Stay on Target, um, which uh, was made by by one of the previous world champions. Um, I don't remember the name on others, and it's actually not a, a whole ship. It's like an upgrade card for one okay. of them. I think it's an interesting card, and it's sort of the Stay on Target. I think is an expression from the movies as well. Yeah. Um, and I've seen it used very little, but to interesting effects with certain combinations with other stuff. Is it, does it have the same art like uh, the Imperial Assaults day on target? Because there's also the Skirmish card which you can use to uh, remove one of the defense die of the, the enemy, I think, or one of the figures or targets, whatever. That, and it's, it a has... very, it's a very... I, I know that the one that they're I think they're using for, for X-Wing is um, from the Millennium Falcon where you have that kind of um, thing where you saw some sort of it's from the original movies where you saw the shape of a TIE fighter 
So I okay. don't think I, I don't remember the illustration okay. in Imperial Assault, but I, I think, think the it would Imperial be Assault illustration is actually the opposite. It's from the from the scene uh, at the Death Star in the episode four, where Vader has some of the X wings in his sights, and it's moving around, and he's dialing on the dials on in his on his control stick, and then it's in the uh, in the middle of the sights, and it's blinking a bit. So I think this is the the art they used for the Imperial Assault one, but I'm not hundred percent sure. Okay, that's the second article, Infiltrate, Subdue and Triumph on the FFG side. It's rather short and not that uh, big of a deal, but uh, still an article worth mentioning. So with that, um, with the news out of the way, we will jump over to campaign and skirmish play experiences. And I'm sorry guys that we didn't manage to put out any uh, new video of our online campaign in the last two weeks. Uh, real life hit hard on my side and also on um, I think Antonia's side with her uh, exams and so we didn't actually manage to uh, put out a new mission but we probably will this week uh, I don't know Thursday or so we will see um, and the next mission will of course be infected I think it is it's the side mission of the Royal Guard champion pack but we will see that about that when we actually play it and the only other uh, Imperial Assault game I played uh, was um, the second story mission of, the, of my Offline Twin Shadows campaign, which turned out to be Shady Dealings, because I won the first mission, so you play Shady Dealings. And it went alright. Um, I had a, a bit of a revelation during play, because the, the Rebels basically have to uh, interact, or yeah, interact with four like objectives throughout of the map uh, in order or not in order it doesn't actually matter you only have to secure all, all of these four and to do this you have to be adjacent to it and spend an action and I thought that if I stun them they can't actually interact but rules say <laughs> you actually can interact because stunned only um, um, only prevents you from attacking and leaving your space but you don't actually need to leave your space to interact with an, uh, an object that's already adjacent to you. So I lost by a very small margin and I still lost. So um, it's one on one in my campaign, my offline Twin Channels campaign. And I, I haven't uploaded any pictures on it on Facebook, but I will soon, I think. So any did anyone of you play any other games of, Twin, uh, of Imperial Assault in the past weeks? Uh, just a quick question. You can uh, um, prevent that they are interacting with uh, placing patrols uh, in four spaces away, right? You can do that, but uh, it's a bit hard in this mission. And I will go over that when we talk about this mission okay. later in our mission review. You can do this. And I tried to do something similar, but it didn't work out. And then they attacked one of the figures and it, and it was defeated. So it's it's hard. Because I, I didn't bring an exo along, so it I had I didn't have an easy way out. But uh, you can base you can definitely do this, but it's it's not a decent animation. Yeah. So uh, I think Harry and Antonia, you didn't play this the two week the last two weeks, right? Oh uh, yeah, because I was you... studying the most time and. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so, I had a couple of games. A couple of games. Yeah. That's, that's nice. Actually, uh, just considering the last week, um, on Thursday I played one 
mission. This was the sixth mission in the campaign. Side mission. Um, I guess it's called uh, Generous Donations or something like that. Is I, yeah, I noticed. Okay, because I have <laughs> it's just the German name right now anyway. And uh, with my girlfriend. And this was a nice mission. She got quite a lot of money out of it. And I actually tried to mitigate that, but she nearly got 10 tokens even. But I finally uh, managed to wound Diala and got the last, uh, con got one console flipped as well. So at least yeah. I got one influence out of it. But it was a nice mission and uh, I liked it. And it's, it's quite nice for the rebels to get some money out of it. It's it's basically a bank robbing mission. Yeah, but I, I remember when you were talking about uh, when you played it. Yeah. And uh, so much money for the rebels, and she didn't get that much, but it's quite nice. <laughs> How many heroes does she play? Uh, Two or three or no, four? No, no, we have, She plays four. It's uh, it's quite hard at this point. I have to admit. Um, I'm trying yeah. to uh, get an overview of this all the time as well but it's not e that easy to get every action done but uh, yeah she has let me sh uh, Diala, Mac, Jin and Jidian mm -hmm. yeah so that was that um, next mission will be a force mission and after that she's going for Diala's lightsaber so that's going oh, okay. to be interesting I guess I that's never nice. got so that one I played it three <laughs> times or so <laughs> okay I hope she gets I, it I, I mean it's really cool yeah I, ha I have heard the mission is actually not that hard uh, at the begin I mean we always played it as a, a second mission I think oh that's bad yeah. and yes. it was always really hard okay. yeah right now because so Darth Vader pops up I think I'm, I'm not sure if there are several missions but it's yeah, like yeah you let your fear control you. <laughs> Crushing. Yeah, I think this is going I've yet to, to try that good one. Because it will be the seventh mission in basic campaign log. Oh, yeah, well, if you take the fourth mission into account, it will be the eighth mission. So we will see, but I hope she gets it. As yeah, it will be easier. Yeah. With, uh, with If you are playing it later in the campaign, it's easier for most of the reward missions, I think. Okay. Yeah, that's what I think too, yeah. Um, in our campaign, the last time we played Brushfire, and I think we're like two thirds into the campaign, mm -hmm. and that was that was very hairy. <laughs> That's the Finn uh, Finn Sickness uh, signature mission. And you, you have to disarm bombs there, right? Yeah, yeah. Did you? Did the uh, rebels win, or did you win? We we won, but it was basically the only reason we won was because um, I'm I'm playing Finn, and okay. I have the uh, <laughs> survival gear, and I have it for one purpose only, and that's to have a reroll on my adrenaline thing, where I can uh, get rid of strain when I get attacked. And it's never succeeded, and I've always joked that I never needed the other part, which is that you can move through difficult terrain. Yeah. And the Imperial player did a perfect, like, body blocking everything to the last bombs, and I could just just exactly reach it to dismantle that bomb because it was blue territory and he'd forgotten about my um, oh. my survival gear. But then we actually had to go through, I think like we were only two people left who weren't wounded of the four heroes and we were both only having two health left. So every single roll counted and, and then our Gideon managed to dismantle the last bomb basically with us being one damage away from the fourth of us being... Um, being brought to the wounded side. <laughs> That's nice. <laughs> so, what's uh, the what's the reward for the mission? 
That that is uh, he gets a. Uh, I don't remember the card, but it's something along the lines that whenever he rests, he gets two extra health. Ooh, and more imp more importantly, when he uses strain to trick a blast uh, to get the blast word in uh, in action, he also does one more damage to the target of the attack he has, oh. which makes it more likely for him to trick a blast. Yeah, that's that's very nice. Yeah. That's also that's also the reason why one of my players did choose the Rebel Elite XP card to be able to actually even if you want to attack a target that has a high defense or a high defense roll, you can at least push over this initial wall of uh, of damage and then trigger your blast stuff. Yeah. Oh, that's nice. So, um, um, uh, Raphael, that's all you. Play no, no. it's only one game because you said yeah, you, you were playing more than this. Uh, on Friday, um, we got our group together, and uh, in that group there are three players, and but we still play with four uh, rebels. So in this group we have Diala, Garkan, Fen, and Mac. Uh, but Mac actually is the group hero more or less. With his with his no escape and all of the action advantages. Yeah, yeah. Actually, he has this uh, no escape now, and uh, this is really <laughs> well. This makes Mag viable. Before that, we are really not convinced with him, but no retreat is very very good. Mm -hmm. um, we played two missions. Um, the first one was the uh, Han Solo mission. I'm not sure. Um, maybe sorry for the mess or something like that. Yeah, it's sorry for oh, the mess. Good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but this mission was actually the worst mission we played, or actually I played so far. I don't know, I really did not like it. I couldn't do anything at the, in the beginning. And then later on, um, this Garen spawns, and it's not really that hard for the rebels to kill him. But admittedly, um, I decided to take this route where... Um, this Garen is allowed to move and shoot once, and uh, since Han mm -hmm. has to open the door, I opted for shooting him. Mm -hmm. Since I thought, okay, this might help the most. Um, well, it's not a good thing if right in this moment, Han um, dodges this shot and just <laughs> shoots back. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so this was really bad. The thing of uh, so the the rebels basically managed to secure Han as an ally. Yeah. Okay. The thing we also played this com this this mission in our last campaign, I think, and I mean that it was a very one-sided um, mission from our part because I was playing the subversive tactics deck and there are already Trandoshan hunters on the map. So between the between the, the strain I dealt with the. Uh, uh, what they called subversive tactics deck and the Trandoshan hunters, Han didn't last long. He managed to open. They managed to open the door, but uh, in the next activation, after opening the door, they were Han was defeated, and I managed to win. Well, the mission. Uh, I have to add to that. Um, first, they managed to dispatch all the opponents rather fast. That was one thing, and then. Yeah. Um, I had. I, I'm playing subversive subversive tactics as well in with this group. But um, until they go to that door, nothing is happening. I, I mean, I get threat, but that's pretty much it. So they just um, uh, rested up. So every hero was pretty much rested and had okay, no um, strain at all. And 
okay, I got some, I think, five damage or so on to harm, but mm -hmm. <laughs> they opened up one crate, and what was in this? Uh, yeah. Healing oh, ability oh. for five, so... <laughs> Yeah, that's that's bad. So it yeah. doesn't matter. So this was really one-sided, and I mean, I can imagine that this um, mission can be more interesting, but in this case, it was really the worst mission we had so far. And uh, yeah, so that wasn't that much fun, at least for me. But overall, I still like the game, so that's like a big uh, part. As mm -hmm. um, then we continued with Imperial Hospitality. And whereas my girlfriend in our own um, campaign managed to win it, um, they had no chance this time. That they, they did not even manage to open the cell. <laughs> it was. <laughs> did they? Did they go for the terminal, or did they straight up go? They the went cell? to the terminal. Actually, they split up into two groups, more or less. Mm -hmm. But um, oh, they need. Okay. They needed two rounds to actually destroy the terminal because they did not manage to roll those two successes uh, so that was bad but also in the meantime i did quite a lot of damage and overall i pretty much just finished them at round i don't know six or something like that and uh, yeah this was pretty much a slaughter <laughs> but mm -hmm. i don't know from the game with my girlfriend i'm i'm really not sure how to actually win this mission without gideon because this um this prisoner is so slow. He's slow, yes. And with Gideon, you can give the um, command to move her or uh, him, actually. Um, mm -hmm. So that's that made it a lot easier. But I don't know. At least uh, this was the first game I actually managed to win in this campaign. So really, even though you're playing subversive tactics. Yeah, but I have to admit Oof. overall, it's not that I'm I'm not playing to win. I'm playing more or less uh, yeah, in that's... a role-playing way. So I rarely okay. do things things um, that are just min-maxing and to do the most okay. damage. So I'm not always focusing on one um, rebel to get him down and then get go to the next. I just pretty much just realize, okay, this stormtrooper rather shoots the nearest guy for example or mix it up mm -hmm. i i want that the mission ends in the last round and it's really tight that's what i want maybe i should borrow Wait. you as an imperial player <laughs> <laughs> oh, 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 oh. i mean max out everything <laughs> i want to win <laughs> we we played imperial uh, hospitality a few weeks ago and um our imperial player, bless him, he had just uh, come back from uh, from a family visit uh, in the states. He's American, and he was completely jet lagged, so he com he completely forgot to tell us about the terminal. So so we were all quite shocked when there was suddenly an event about us not having killed the terminal in time. Oh, <laughs> but I heard uh, from what from what the the, the chatter is on Balkan Geeks is that if the rebels actually go for the terminal, it's a very very hard mission. So because yeah, it, because be. it's it's very very hard to get to the terminal, not get one of the heroes wounded, and then have enough resources left to to secure the the prisoner yeah. and to actually get in the way of the of the enemy attacks. So I'm not sure. So hmm. Uh, but if I want to play, if I'm gonna play it, I'm surely as hell not go to terminal to the terminal. It's only just get the prisoner, get out of there. Don't care about the terminal, even though you get less reward for that. So, um, 
I think that's all. Uh, I think that's all of your plays. Or did you play skirmish too? No, no, not a couple of days. Um, okay, that's all. Yeah. Okay, so um, then we can go on to a bit of community stuff and. I don't know if you have something to say, but the thing I have to say is that on Saturday we have our uh, regionals, our skirmish regionals in Austria, and I will be there. I'm still not sure if I'm going to be attending or just taking pictures, because the attendance fee is, uh, I think it's 15 euros again. It's not, it's not, it wasn't that much in the first skirmish uh, tournament, but there will be more guys there, and I think the price pool will a bit, will be a bit larger. But I'm never going to win it anyway, because uh, we, since we, uh, Raphael knows this probably, but uh, in, in Germany and Austria, Heidelberger is distributing the German version of Imperial Assault. And for tournaments, you can only use a stuff that is re released in German. So, and until now, oh. only the German core box is released. So you are limited to just core box stuff. You can use... Uh, English components and you can use the figures from the expansion packs but you cannot use any cards from the expansion packs or god forbid Twin Shadows or Wave 2 <laughs> so uh, all you have is what's in the core box even though it's German or English it doesn't matter and with this uh, the dreaded 4x4 list is all that it's all the rage I'd say yeah, it's, it's uh, crazy yeah. with Heidelberger sometimes we just moved um in our Netrunner tournaments to accepting all languages that are out there to mm -hmm. some boosters that you can are buy. They, are... So I played with some players and they were, I don't know, Greek or French cards. And mm -hmm. if there's any questions, they, they can just ask the tournament organizer. But this has never happened so far. So I okay. don't see the problem there with other languages. Yeah, I think in the when they start uh, releasing the the product, they want they want people to buy it in the in the local language so they can justify translating it. But it's really, I think it with just a core box, it, there's so little variety you can have, and people buying like two or three royal guard sets and two or three imperial uh, not imperial imperial officer sets. They're basically gonna destroy any, anyone. So I I can't see anyone winning, but someone who's playing a four by four list on Saturday. So I'm still not sure if I'm gonna attend, because 15 euros just to be there and lose it's not something that's very enticing. So um, I will be there, but probably just take a picture. picture well, for at now. least in Kiel, um, I don't know. I think one or two weeks ago there was a regional. And mm -hmm. there were, I think, 12 people there. And they decided beforehand mm -hmm. not to use 4x4. So nobody played that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, wow. okay. Yeah, maybe I can I can convince them too. Then, I'm, then I'm, of course, I'm going to play. I'm going to play the, la the same list I'm, <laughs> I was playing last time. So, Do you have any idea how many will be there? Um, it should be at least six people this time. There will be at least with me. It will be four for sure. Uh, but I saw two additional um, uh, people signing up on the Facebook event and via email. So it should be at least six, but there might be more. So I'm not sure how many there will be actually. 
So I'll see you on Sunday. Uh, on Saturday. So actually. how does this work? This is uh, Austrian regional, right? So do yes, you guys uh, qualify then for the Austrian championship, or are you having the same championship no, as the Germans? No, it's, it's it's a it's a, yeah it's the same 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 championship as the Germans. So we get a, the the winner gets a buy in the German uh, what's it, championship. And can yes, you actually no. be the German champion, or are you uh, excluded from the title? No, no, you can be. No, no, I think for Heidelberger, Germany is uh, Germany, the Swiss, and Austria. The good old yes. Anschluss, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I know, I know from X-wing that um, people who were not from Germany could participate in the national championship. But the thing is, with a lot of the national championships, with X-wing being so much bigger yet, is that the, the often the dis distributor pays the uh, ticket for both the airplane and the hotel to go to Wells in November in the States to play at the Wells Championship. But what they said from the Polish and also from the German national sh uh, championships in X-Wing was that if someone who was not of their own nationality won, then that person would not get the ticket and they would give it to someone else. Yeah, sure, yeah, but yeah that's what I know, that you can participate but you will not be German champion, right? Yeah, so. they have their own nationals. But in this case, the German nationals are for the German-speaking ah, region, okay. for example, or how do we yeah, want to call it. So that's a little bit addition, different. It's, it's limited in Germany to the German region and in the other tournament it was that everybody could participate and win. And the best from this nationality would go to the yeah, world. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, yeah. it's much more open in the other countries than in Germany. Uh, it, it's strange. From what I know, if you win in the, in the Austro regionals, you get a buy at the nationals in Germany. So that's all I. That's all you get basically, aside from the from the the, the, the swag stuff that's uh, at the event. Yeah, but the nationals were just two move two or one month ago, so it's for next year, right? Okay. I. I don't know. Um, yeah, <laughs> the, the nationals I know that, were pretty I know, sure I like a month or two ago at Burg Stalek, I think. There was there was a there was a post about this on the Facebook page. Let me see. No, the, the I think the regional season is, and yeah. they there attended yeah, eighteen people or so, and it was not Burg Stalek. Uh, it was different, uh, not that far away. It's actually, uh, I think, also in uh, North Rhine-Westphalia. I'm not exactly sure. It's not that far for me actually, and. It's also a castle, <laughs> but it's called a different <laughs> And yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I'm not, I didn't want to go, so. Bookstalek, I think, I is think the other meeting point where they sometimes go. Yeah. And they have their uh, beta events there as well. Yeah, somehow I can't access the Facebook page right now. I will, I will look this up and post it. Uh, maybe I can find out until later in the show. But uh, from what I, at least the 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 advertised price is a buy and uh, at the German nationals. Maybe that's even for 2016. I I notice uh, something some of them talking about this that it's for 2016, but I can't remember for sure now. So it might even be for 2016. Okay, let's move on. Uh, yes, let's move on. Uh, yeah, of course. And the other stuff I found is that uh, there is an there's another automated single-player variant on board and keeps uh, developed by someone who already developed a single-player variant for Descent. And he has some of the stuff already prepared and he's customizing it for Rebel Assault, uh, Rebel Assault, Imperial Assault, of course, now. And um, he has two 
two different uh, components to this automation, which is the first one is the actual mission automation where uh, which card is the uh, which deployment card is activated, what its what its figures are doing, and uh, what's the target is, and the other one is the emperor variant, which is uh, deciding how to how to go along with buying uh, agenda cards and how to to select which uh, which deployment cards to bring or which um, what's it called? Um, I think it also. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I have to look it up exactly, but that's basically a much larger picture of the of the the automation. And both of them together are basically a, a fully functional single player variant of Imperial Assault. It's all it's all it's actually easy to print. And if you have a printer at home with some sturdy or some thicker paper, so uh, then you, you should automate both sides. You can play the game against each other and just watch. Yes. <laughs> yes, there, from what I know, there isn't a, an automation for rebels now, but there might be in the future. So, but you said <laughs> single player. I mean, it's more or less a co-op variant, right? I mean, yes, yeah, single player. I mean, that you play for you play four rebels and against uh, against an okay. automated imperial variant. Yes, that's single player for me. You can also play it co-op, of course, and there's no nothing hindering you but usually if you have more people anyways you're playing against each other but of course you can play it co two this way and uh i was reading up on the on the variant a bit on board game geeks and looking up the, the stuff to print out and i'm printing it out in the future i think this week and i have some some ideas on what to do with this that doesn't actually have anything to do with the with the core box missions but um more on that in a few weeks. I have some, maybe some surprise for the for the show in a few weeks. So, if you want to play Imperial Assault all by yourself, go to Boardgame Geeks, uh, look up Red Checks Imperial AI or Red Checks Automated Emperor, and print out some of the sheets. It doesn't actually is it, it isn't actually that much, and you can you're basically uh, good to go. So. Uh, and it's from my experience, from what I saw, it's a bit better than the the other automated um, imperial variant we were discussing discussing a few episodes back, which I used until now. But I'll probably switch over to red checks for from now on at least. So uh, uh, unless any one of the others have any community stuff to to uh, present this episode, we will move on to mission reviews. I don't know if anyone will uh, step in, but um, since we don't have any, actually any lore this week, we will skip lore for this week, and uh, we will go on to mission reviews, which uh, last time we talked about a new threat, and this week we will uh, um, do a few minutes on the sibling mission under siege, which is the mission you play when the Imperial player wins the Aftermath mission. And uh, it's on page 26 and 27 in the Core Box Campaign Guide. And the thing about this mission is that it's basically uh, the reverse of uh, the usual missions, because usually the, the Rebels have to break in somewhere, do some stuff, and then leave again. And in this mission, it's the the Empire who needs to break in an Imperial compound uh, and a Rebel compound, 
and do some stuff in there and then try to figure out how to actually get this accomplished. Um, the, what's it? Yeah, of course. The mission briefing is, aside from the fluff text, which we're gonna read to your players when you play it, is mission tokens represent capture sites. All of these mission tokens are inside the base, of course. Uh, at the end of each round, if an Imperial figure occupies a tile with a capture site and there are no healthy rebel figures on the tile, that site is secured by the Imperial player and he claims its token. There are two, five of these tokens uh, distributed along the rebel base. And uh, the second point of the mission briefing is doors are locked. An Imperial figure can attack a door. Health 6, defense 1 black die. Uh, of course, this compound is secured by some uh, blast doors. And a door adjacent to a rebel figure does not block its movement or line of sight. So what this means, uh, rebel figures can move through doors without any obstruction. And if they are just behind the door, they can even shoot out without any... Uh, without having to worry about the Imperials shooting back because uh, Imperials would have to shoot the door first. Yeah, it's like the doors opening and closing automatically just for the Rebels. Very fast, very were... fast. It's yeah. lightning fast. <laughs> so, um, uh, the mission ends at the end of round 8 as a Rebel, vi Rebel victory. So, that's one of the few missions where the Rebels just have to hold out for a certain number of rounds. Or when the Imperial player secures four capture sites, or when all heroes are focused, uh, are forced to withdraw, which means um, they don't actually have to become wounded. You have to defeat them twice. But since this is very hard, at least from my experience, uh, usually what you should do is to try to to game the system and move through this uh, rebel base to capture at least four of the rooms in there. And the interesting part is that the the imperial forces are successes uh, are over the over the mission uh, rounds, uh, gaining very much support from the from the outskirts, which uh, are usually some sort of ATST or uh, elite elite stormtroopers. And uh, if the rebels hold out until round six, uh, even Darth Vader is going to show up. So. Um, the problem with this is actually that the, the the way inside the rebel base is quite long, from what I saw, because one side is a long, narrow, like brushway uh, to the northern northern entrance of the rebel base, and the other is a, a large open space um, in front of the the eastern entrance to the rebel base. So I had I had a bit of trouble playing these missions when I played it. Uh, the one thing that saved me was that the rebels actually came out of the base and tried to uh, Why? <laughs> tried to engage me. Yeah, I don't know. I they tried to engage me head on directly at the green spawn point, which mean which meant that round after round I was able to spawn stuff and I didn't even have to move and I could shoot them in the face, and uh, which meant that by the at the end of I think round six or seven. Um, I was I had so much figures on the board, and I was able to move inside the the, the, the rebel base and successively successively secure more than four of the rooms. So I had a relatively easy win, even though uh, the problem is that uh, if the rebels hold out at least four or wait at least six rounds, then it's basically a draw or something. 
because uh, at the end of um, uh, the, the, the the Imperial player only gets to enjoy the full win if he can secure the four rooms before the sixth round. Otherwise, the the rewards are basically split uh, across the rebels and the Imperial player. So. Um, I found this mission to be very interesting because it mixes up the um, the playstyle of both factions. But uh, when some of the, or when at least one of the rebel players is Jin and she is posing uh, behind the door and quick drawing out every time, it's getting a bit annoying, I think. So I I don't know. It's I can see this mission be, being very hard for the Imperial player and I think it's it's designed to be this way because for this mission to come into play uh, the Rebels already have lost Aftermath and so this should be their their chance to catch up. It's okay in this way but uh, for the Imperial player it's certainly a bit of a downer even though he gets to utilize some of the very large and very powerful toys he has in his arsenal. I think we played it like half a year ago when we just got the game. And it sounds like a... I don't remember, but it sounds like a little bit like tower defense for me. A little bit. Yeah, it certainly is, yes. It certainly well, is. Yeah. I'm not sure. Um, um, it's pretty... Sh to finish it in six rounds for the Imperial, yeah, sure. That's maybe not that easy. But when we played it, um, I actually did not feel as if the Rebels had any chance to actually win it. Um, I more or less left it at that since uh, when Darth Vader came I also killed one of my own um, Imperial officers for incompetence I know that's not allowed from the rules <laughs> but still it felt the right thing to do um, but also then managed after not really using too much uh, speed uh, which he does not have still I killed Jin. But the problem is, if you wound everybody, they can't hold the terminals anymore. Yes, they can't hold the room. Yes, so uh, when I played it was still so very close and I could only get to uh, uh, securing three of the four sites with wounding um, the person who was nearest to holding the sites. So still with, with knowing what to do, it was close for me. Yeah, actually. Ah, I remember. Wasn't it the mission where the ATST spawned uh, right yes, in front I of the door the and it could just shoot inside the whole corridor? Right, to shoot the right along the corridor for about 20, 30 meters to kill you off so I can secure the route. <laughs> yeah, that was quite actually, funny. Yeah, but normally you <laughs> are not really standing within those corridors where this ATST can actually shoot you. So that wasn't that big of a deal. Yeah, they were still standing there, so I tried it. Yeah, sure. If they do, <laughs> then of course you do that. But normally I just uh, realized, okay, this is just to open the door if something is closed. But other than that, that's it. Yeah. I, okay. I really like this mission. I think it's because it's reversed. This is actually where it's Imperial assaulting. And I think that was that was nice. But we actually yes. had something, what you guys uh, described earlier, uh, something similar happened. We had um, basically <laughs> the rebels attacked out of the compound and completely eradicated the Empire player. They did manage to do that? Even with the heavy uh, reinforcements that well, the Empire what, gets? What, what happened was that we had... Um, 
uh, Gideon and Diala was uh, starting in the rear of the compound, picking up boxes, and, oh. and uh, they were finding grenades. Among them, they were finding a stun grenade. And then we had Mac and Fen just by the nearby door. And because of that, there's uh, there's one thing where Fen can get two movement at the start of his turn. Yeah. So he basically, and the very first activation of the of the rebels, he could move out and do two blast shots uh, on uh, on that group that's so nicely lined up, uh, the starting mm-hmm. group of the Empire. And from then on, we just put a lot of pain on them, and then the, finally the grenades came there. So we only had to pull back when the ATST and Vader arrived, but we basically finished the game at the end of round eight with none of us being wounded and none of the sites being claimed. That's Great. that's quite nice, yeah. yeah. But I guess the rolls, the dice rolls, were on your side as well. <laughs> Sounds a bit like it, yeah. Yeah, I don't think we were particularly lucky with the uh, with with the rolling, but the the the, the grenades did the thing, the stun especially, uh, yeah. Yeah, at least that the problem is that the most of the rebel inf- uh, most of the imperial troops spawn in a very tight. Uh, um, place in the top right corner of the map and if you manage to get a stun grenade in there that might catch four five six figures this is a large large blow against the empire because they have to waste so many so many actions on discarding the stun and then basically almost a full round is wasted i can see this being very annoying but it's it's certainly a, a bit it's certainly a bit risky to start in the back of the compound because the rebels. What I didn't say is the rebels can deploy their figures to any interior space at the start of the mission. So you can deploy right next to the to the crates. There are four crates in the rebel compound, and if you deploy right next to the crates, you can pick them up basically on your first action and then move on out to the doors to hold off the imperials. But um, since this is actually a bit of a, a hike from the from the back of the base to the doors that might not pay off if you get the wrong the wrong items out of the crate so I don't know that the thing I would do as rebels is to to try to hold the doors and when the whole the doors fall I will I would try to to secure one of the one of the rooms the, the top the, the the middle right room with the yellow rebel token with one of the heroes, try to try to set up a stand in there, and then move the other heroes to the other uh, places and try to defend the other places and try to use the, the the remaining doors to shoot out of them without being able without the the empire being able to to attack back. So that might be a good a uh, good idea. And with this, you you can uh, pick up the crates. Uh, during the the middle of the mission to maybe help you out i'm not sure because with the with the um, the wrong thing to do is actually to to storm out as rebels and try to meet the imperials head on because they get so much reinforcements and if they have to if they don't have to move their reinforcements to actually inside the base to deal any damage then you're giving them actions for free because if the the rebel, oh, the, the imperial elite stormtrooper spawn on the green point. Then you have to use a double double move to actually get inside the base. And this double move means they can't attack for the first uh, round they are on the map. And since they spawn at round four, I think this means they are only effective from round five on. 
which is almost at the end of the mission. So, yeah, I think holding the base, trying to hold the base in steps and in, in sequences is the right idea for the rebels here, and to maybe even sacrifice one of their uh, one of their heroes by trying to defend uh, the soul room on the right. Yeah, I think we um we did it like we we picked up the crates more or less at the beginning when the um, imperial player was not there yet. And then we uh, defended the last token and Hendrik got really angry because we forced through Darth Vader with the Yala. Yes. <laughs> and this was like a big discussion and he was like, no, Darth Vader that cannot be, be forced and he's so powerful. Force through, and <laughs> force through a force user, it it's just, just doesn't make sense to me. How there needs to be an errata for this. Yeah, yes. Darth Vader is too powerful, he cannot be harmed. This was, was a very good idea to throw him. Uh, yeah, so he couldn't reach the crate in time, I think. That was a big problem for him. Because he's so him, slow and moving. Crazy. The interesting thing is that I told my players to to take force throw as soon as possible and they never they never did because this uh. is I, I, I don't know it's such a such a powerful and useful ability they never did take it i'm not sure you know why, what your 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 players seem a little bit weird <laughs> i know they are weird i mean they are running but out of the door when they can shoot out of the door for free <laughs> that, that was that was pretty nice to see yes <laughs> but uh, like i said some some of the decisions they take are really weird. And um, what I wanted to say about this mission is also, at the end of round 5 there is a um, an event to be resolved by the Imperial player, and he can either uh, choose to deploy an ATST on the outside of the base, uh, at the long ends, or he can, to, he can choose to deploy one uh, group of figures inside the rebel base Basically, in the very middle, there's a red deployment point there. And when I was playing, I actually used, I actually didn't use the ATST, but the deployment point on the inside, because it made so much sense to be faster to the to the bottom two uh, rooms. And it worked out quite nice, and I, I think I won by the end of round seven or so. So, this is, um, even, even as rebels, even if you manage to hold out, uh, you should uh, at the end of uh, at, during round five. You should prepare yourself to be ambushed by imperial forces from somewhere inside the base. Even um, especially if you if your hold so far is going very well, well, because then the the ATSTs might be a bit of the wrong choice, and your imperial player might choose to actually deploy a group inside the base. Okay, should be. Go on to shady it's dealings, a, or yes, yes. It's a. I think it's a very, very interesting mission, and I, one of the one of the most fun missions for me. But I can see it be a bit disappointing when you play the the Empire. Okay, the second mission we're talking about today is from Twin Shadows again, and it's actually I have it noted down as uh, the second mission, but it's one of the second story missions, so it's actually mission three in the campaign log. It's on page twelve and thirteen. And it's called Shady Dealings. It's uh, Saska Teft's uh, character mission. So if you play the side mission, it's included in the in the game. If you play Saska Teft, it's a red mission, and you can basically get a reward for her. And the the mission itself, it it's very interesting because you have the the mission map itself is split into two parts, or actually three parts. The middle part is a is a side street on Moss Isley, and you have 
from this side street you have four doors, two to the right, two to the left, and they lead to uh, different parts of the map. The right is the chunk shop and the left is the cantina. And in the cantina you have two rebel mission tokens which represent some informants you have to convince to relay some information to you. And on the right you have two terminals which re represent terminals that some bounty hunters or shady guys use to store information and you basically have to hack them. And the, you get R2-D2 for free in this mission and it's very good to have him because he can um, he can try to open up the doors quite easily. How to open up doors we will see right now because the mission briefing re reads Patrols cannot be reinforced and cannot be redeployed once defeated. This is actually what we got wrong because I redeploy reinforced the patrol. But to understand what a patrol is, it's actually not that easy. Uh, a patrol is a deployment card or a set of deployment cards set aside uh, on the mission, basically on the side of the, the, the actual mission map. And these deployment cards cannot be uh, worth more than twice the threat level. And they only come into play when the doors to these parts of the missions open. So you, uh, you put them down, face down, uh, on the left and on the right to the map. And once the doors open, you, uh, you basically deploy them. And usually you, you can deploy them to any of the many deployment points inside this part of the map. And these, the important part is, these figures you can't redeploy and you can't reinforce them. And I had on the left side, I had Imperial Guards which I, uh, my mistake was I did re reinforce one of the Imperial Guards once, but I think since the Rebels actually won the mission, it doesn't really matter, so we just kept going anyway. And on the right I had, uh, I think it was uh, Heavy Stormtroopers, um, Elite Heavy Stormtroopers. And uh, so this is uh, how the the, yeah. the patrols, but I had to I had to read through the through the through how the deployment of the patrols work and how to choose the patrols a few times because first you choose your uh, open groups and then from the from the leftover deployment cards you can choose your um, what's it called your, your patrols. So depending on your threat level, if you're playing it as a side side mission and a campaign, you should uh, try to um, find a reasonable balance between the two. So that you don't have any leftover threat for the patrols or so. Yeah, the the important thing to know is that the uh, patrols um, more or less prevent the heroes um, to interact with the um, that's, with the that's tokens, also right. we will, which are their We will goal. come to this. Yeah, that's also in the mission briefing. Which the continuation of the mission briefing is: all doors are locked. A hero can interact with a door um, to open it. It's a strength or engineering check. Uh, a rebel figure can attack attack a door, health 5, defense none. Um, I actually think we played this wrong, because I let them open the door with R2-D2 and it says here a hero can interact with the door. It might have been wrong to let R2-D2 open the doors, I don't know. Doesn't he have a special ability where he's allowed to do stuff that heroes otherwise can only do? Yes, his special ability is that he can uh, do attribute tests for engineering checks, but there is nothing in there that he's, that says he's actually a hero. So I'm, I'm a bit torn on this. I let them open the doors with R2-D2 and in the end it didn't actually matter that much. But I can see this being the wrong way to play this. 
because uh, he, the way R2D2 works, he gets uh, one surge for for free basically, because he's an elite figure. Elite allies get one surge, uh, one success for an attribute test for free, and he also rolls. I think no, he doesn't actually roll, so he gets one for free, so he can basically open the doors with one interaction. Yeah, that's not possible, I think. He's what? not. He's not a hero, so he probably can't do it. Yes, I can see it being played both ways, and in the end, I don't think it makes that much of a difference. But um, I can see it. Like I said, I can see it played both ways. Uh, and the mission briefing further reach reads mission tokens represent informants like i said a hero can interact with an informant with two perception or two strength attribute test to claim that informant's token which basically means you are one quarter further to winning the mission a, hint, a hero can interact with a terminal with two perception or two engineering to claim that terminal also bringing you further to your goal and here's cannot interact with a terminal or informant if there is a figure from a patrol patrol within four spaces of that terminal or informant. Which is very interesting to to realize uh, because uh, this basically means that the rebels have to get rid of the patrols before they can collect all of this uh, terminal stuff and um, rebel token stuff. The mission ends when all informants and terminals have been claimed at the end of round 7 or when all heroes are wounded and R2-D2 is defeated. So, um, the interesting thing about this mission is that it's basically a... Uh, the, the rooms to the left and the right are basically a, a rough U-shape. So, there's one entrance to the first door and the exit is to the other door. So, uh, there are many ways to get to your, your target as, in, uh, as, in, as a rebel player. But also there are many ways for the Imperials to, to peek around corners and actually shoot at you. So it's an interesting mission. And my guys played this very interestingly. They, um, they I, I have to say I, I played some of it wrong, I think, because I, uh, I let them lure, lure out the patrols to the side street. And then they uh, picked up the, the, the informants and then the tokens. Uh, by mostly using Saskatapt because she can with the with her device tokens she can grant herself an, an additional search during an attribute test so it's it's actually very easy for her to to get all all of these tokens and so uh, they opened up all but one door and at the end they were only trying to to get the last few um, terminals and I tried to stun them but it doesn't actually matter if they are already adjacent to the terminals. If you play this mission and take a Nexo with you it's worth noting that it's probably a good idea to place the Nexo on the right side of the junk shop and try to block the, the top terminal because it's a it's a two four, two. four space uh, two by two um, uh, what's it called a, a niche inside the inside the building and you can basically block the next with the next you can block the terminal from being accessed so they had to they would have to defeat the next before actually being able to uh, interact with the terminal for the other stuff it would also work on the on lower the other terminal yeah and the lower left uh, informant so nexus on this missions a very good choice especially if you use them as patrol because the patrols 
deploy when but they open the doors. You, so you cannot use them as a patrol because they're a creature. That's right, of course, yeah. So that's not possible. So you have to choose them into your open groups. And um, yeah, that's basically the mission. It's I think it's very fun to play because it's the way throughout the mission isn't clearly laid out like in some other missions where the mission the, the rebels have the, the the choice to either first go to the right or to the left side or clean out all of the side all of the units in the in the in the little alley alley between the the two buildings which leaves them up, up leaves them some choices which is also good, always good for the rebels to make them feel a bit empowered to have control over the situation and <laughs> sounds like they are not I, really in power <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't. I, I had this. I had this problem in the in the last campaign where I was playing the subversive tactics deck, and my players were complaining that subversive tactics is a conceptually a bad uh, a bad imperial class deck because it takes away all of the choices the rebel players have because they are so full of tr of strain. You need strain to to do abilities. You need strain to basically moves move around on the board. If you want to move more than your speed, so it's it's limiting in very many ways. So uh, with this uh, with this mission, you are not only free to use all your strain if you want, but also if you play against subversive tactics, you at least can choose your path for the mission, which gives you a certain sense of uh, being in control of what's happening. So uh, I like this, and I'd like to see more missions. Uh, Take this approach because I know the next mission we are going to play in the Twin Shadows campaign will be exactly different because it's one large trek across across a desert up a mountain and they basically cannot choose anything than to take damage. But more on that maybe in four weeks, I'd say. So uh, I guess none of you have actually played this mission, right? No. Yeah, we just got Twin Shadows today, so. Okay. Um, no, I haven't. I haven't. So uh, there's actually not much to say about this mission further than that. The only thing, uh, if the the rebel players have Saskateft in their uh, group during Twin Shadows, of course, then they get a reward for this, and the reward is let me see, it's the tech goggles, the tech goggles for Saskateft, and I think it's. Uh, if uh, some, if a, if a friendly figure within line of sight is discarding, um, uh, what's it called, these device tokens, then you can claim a device token. So it's basically saving you up some of the strain for Saskia to um, create these device tokens and to maybe have more on them of them on the map. Let me see if this actually, if this is actually correct. Um, I have it here somewhere. Yes. Uh, let's see if the tech goggles. Yeah, there are the tech goggles, and they read they are an accessory, so you can basically bring it on any map, any mission, because you can bring free accessories on any mission. And exhaust this card when a friendly figure in your line of sight discards a device token to claim a device token. And of course, you can only stick it onto Saskatoon. And uh, so this is actually, I think it's a very nice upgrade for Saskia, because device tokens is her main game. We talked about this uh, on previous episodes, and I think that's all about the uh, Shady Dealings mission. 
I think this, in closing, I'm I'm pretty confident that he did it right with uh, R2D2. I think it's exactly what his special ability allows him to do: opening doors. Let's or see. I'll open up. Uh, it, let's see. Where it says uh, computer interface arm. You can perform tech tests on objects on which heroes can perform tech tests. Yeah. That's yeah. that's right. Yeah. Then it should be able for him to open the doors. Yes. If it's, I'd say it's yeah. Even though he's not a hero, but it says uh, on which heroes can perform tech tests. Yeah, yes. it's also very thematic yeah. that he's yeah. opening the doors. <laughs> yes, of course. It's, so <laughs> so he has I'd, to be I'd able say, in this mission yeah. to open all doors. Yes, yes. he has to. Mm. Maybe maybe that's also the the actual reason to have him there. So did I other, think other than yeah. Something I overlooked quite a bit into the first time I played the main campaign was that in a lot of circumstances your allies can do uh, attribute tests and they just get an automatic success. So I think what um, makes Artodito stand out is that he can also do it in the situation where usually it's only the heroes and not the allies who can do it. Yes, mm -hmm. yes. That's usually allies cannot voluntarily take uh, attribute tests unless specified by mission rules. And R2D2 overrides this and he can basically interact with anything that's requiring a tech test. He can only do it with stuff that's actually requiring a tech test. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but he's very, I, I'd, I'd say he's, if you if you can manage to, to get him in the core box campaign, he can save you a lot of time with some uh, terminals because he just goes over there and he's so, he, he has six health. And even though he's defending with a white die with the lucky ability with, where he basically has a, has a one in three chance to roll a dodge, he's so sturdy and so resilient that you don't actually need to take care of him that much. So, And I'm, I'm just tossing it out there again. He looks so cute, the little model. It almost melts my cold imperial heart. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I'm, I'm curious to get the model myself. Yeah. I only have the token for now, but yeah... So I, I want to have did you play the amazing music in the uh, in the background, the cantina music, or? No, oh, I didn't. Man. We don't. We, we didn't actually play any music. We stopped doing this because it, the setup for the music takes too long. <laughs> and <laughs> where we played last time, the, the the friend we were playing at his uh, his PC was actually on the verge of dying. I don't know what's what's wrong with it, but uh, he doesn't. It doesn't actually really boot that that often, and somehow it just blue screen. So you just we do, have we to get that as an app for playing yes. the music in <laughs> the, the right there place. Is, there is. Uh, I have an app with different Star Wars apps I use for music, both for the role playing game, but also with X Wing and so on. But there's actually also on the Star Wars web page like a huge mixer where you can click on any sound from the Star Wars and the, the Rebel movie uh, series and so on, you can use. It's directly on the Star Wars site? Yeah, yeah, it is. Okay. I'll, I'll find the link. and. Uh, yeah, find the link and we'll edit yeah, it to the show yeah, notes I for will. the listeners to also have this awesome tool. My group to just started annoying me by humming the melody themselves. <laughs> oh, that's nice. <laughs> that, that's what I call flair. Okay, so also what I what I have to say about the Twin, Shadow, Twin Shadows campaign, um, since you are basically playing side missions throughout the campaign, there is additional stuff you have to read to the Rebels after you resolve a mission. So it's additional story stuff and also additional rewards to bring the rewards in line with a, with a normal campaign where 
because usually you, you only have the four missions so you have only three missions which give you xp and credits but you also have to span three tiers of upgrades and give the rebels enough enough xp to to maybe let them buy most of their xp cards so you usually get two or three xp per mission and about i'd say for four heroes you get about 1200 to 1600 credits each mission which is quite a lot actually and during these missions my guys actually managed to to open a crate and get the chance cubes what was this last mission i don't know i can't remember and they they use the chance cubes which is a uh and one of the one of the supply card uh, supply cards and it says that you can either sell it for 50 credits or you can discard it and then roll a blue dice and if your range is four or higher you get 200 credits so it's a gamble it's a very nice effect i think because it's a real gamble and you have i think you have a third one in three chance to roll higher than than four or one in two chance i can't remember so it's actually almost balancing out but on the side of rolling dice so uh, they have much credits available to them now and uh, with the the campaign being so short they're spending like crazy so it's it's a very nice uh, refreshing kind of way to play Imperial Assault without being so tactical about when you're gonna buy stuff or when you're gonna uh, actually do stuff with your XP or money because in Twin Shadows you're getting so so much resources for to spend that it's it's very enticing to spend it really fast so I like this so that's it about our mission review this week or this episode and on to uh, a bit of card discussion um, or I will we will we will uh, save that for the next episode I think. So the other, the only other thing I noticed uh, with rules clarifications is I didn't have any time to find anything new on the rules clarifications side. So I, the only thing I noticed, I was playing the noble sec, uh, the the inspiring leadership uh, imperial deck, and it has a a card called noble sacrifice as I think it's two XP, if if I remember correct. Let's see if it's really 2 XP or if I'm, if yes, I'm imagining it's things. Yes, it's 2 XP. And it's, uh, the text reads, Deplete this card when an Imperial leader or guardian is defeated. Choose up to 5 Imperial figures that had line of sight to that figure. Each of the, those figures become focused. It reads very awesome, but in reality it's hard to actually pull off more than 2 or 3 focuses, which is, actually, which is enough, I think. But I have a, uh, from what I, there's another card in this deck called uh, Field General, or not even, no, it's it's Field Officer. It's the first card you get without spending any XP. It's for zero XP. And it's an attachment on a guard. Wait, let me see. Can I actually play this like I wanted to? Okay, it's for Guardian, Leader, or Trooper only. So what I wanted to do actually didn't work. Because I wanted to slap it on a probe droid and then explode the probe droid for uh, for triggering noble sacrifice, but I just realized it doesn't that, that doesn't actually work. Yeah. <laughs> so no rules clarification this week. I wanted to do this Easy next case, time in so my mission. Droids aren't the noble ones. Yeah. yeah, I'm actually bummed out by this, but I can see this working more thematically because droids 
don't actually have a personality, so how can they lead anything? Mm. So, but it's it's okay. Um, still, Noble Sacrifice, it's a very good card, but what I found is since you depleted during a mission, I think I waited, last mission I waited too long to actually use it. Because I could, I had a chance to use it for uh, uh, giving my my two of my figures uh, focused, but I I didn't actually use it until it was too late, and then I was only ma I was only able to get one focus out of it, because by then the rebels decided to actually not kill stuff of uh, uh, kill stuff, so to actually pursue the the, the terminals. And so I, I triggered it in time to actually trigger it, but I only got one focus out of it, which is very weak, I think, for such a card. But I try to do it better next time. We'll see. So, no awesome trick, no rules clarification this week, and we are on to our contest. But what was about this? Um, I forgot the name. You. Uh, did you mention that last podcast um, with the card which uh, gives you another slot? Yes. Oh, there. That's. Um, what, I forgot. Oh, I, but I didn't. But I did mention this last. Episode, okay. I think. Okay. I wasn't there, and. Um, it's it's okay, for. Good. Yeah, it's for. So for for those of you who missed it last time, we were talking about the. Uh, I think it's two a free XP card of Saskateft. It's called Gadgeteer, and first of all, uh, what it what it does, the first ability enables you to. Uh, use your. I think. Wait. Let, let me see. I think it's to use your ability to give out uh, device tokens twice around because usually you can only do it once let's see yes uh, you can use battle technician uh, up to twice per round uh, per activation actually and the, the thing we weren't sure about it uh, was the second ability which reads you can attach one additional modification to each of your weapons and I cleared this up with Paul and he said that this also works on weapons which don't actually have any attachment slots in the beginning. So not only can you attach two, two items to a weapon which has only one slot, you can also attach one, um, what's it called, attachment to a weapon uh, which has zero slots. So you can use the, that to maybe even do a, let's say, a tactical display onto a DRX-6, the, the one, the gun with the six range and two red die and whatnot so this could be very awesome and i think my my guys are actually saving up for that now <laughs> so this is uh the rules clarification from last week so um on to our last point for today which is the contest i had last time uh it was a contest to win an uh, imperial assault dice bag and two alternate art elite Trendocean hunters and i told you guys to like the the post to like and share the post of the last uh, episode on Facebook, which some of you did, and I will now see how many of you did. Let's see. I actually stick it. It's still stick uh, st stuck on the on the top of the Facebook page. So we had uh, one, two, three, four, seven people liking it and one sharing it. And I said you can uh, basically be entered twice, which one of the guys did uh, by liking and sharing. So we will now, oh wait, I have to go to random.org and generate a random number between D8. 1 and 8. 
Wait, let's see. One, two, three, seven, eight. Yes. So a number between one and eight, and the answer is four. So it's one, two, three. Uh, okay. So since Yeppe is already on the podcast, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and because, and I also both have the dice back and the alternative to art. Okay. So uh, <laughs> the next one in line would be um, Vico. I think it's right, Vico C. Is it the one who actually shared already? Also, let's see. No, it I was think shared. it's also okay. another uh, order on my side than on okay. your side. So yeah. I don't know so, which is number four. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it might be out of order for for other play, for other um, users on the site. But for me, it's uh, it actually would be Yeppe. But since Yeppe is already on the podcast. He doesn't actually get it. So it's Vico C and I will contact you on Facebook to get me your address and send you the alternate art card. And So do you regret joining us, Jeppe? <laughs> no, 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 no. Like I said, I, I actually already got those from my last tournament. So <laughs> Okay. So, uh, and for the, this week's contest, wait, let's note down Vico see as winner here and for the next context we will, we will do the same again at least uh for liking the liking and sharing the the episode but now you can win uh the rest of my swag from the tournament which is the the acrylic uh focus tokens and additional uh alternate art to notion hunter cards and if you want to of course uh, depends on if you if wicker wants wants to have it i also have a poster of like the poster the Heidelberger gives out to actually advertise, uh, advertise your uh, event, which is an Imperial uh, Imperial Assault poster, but it has some fields to fill in a date and, and, and a venue or whatever. So if one of the winners in the next few episodes want to have it, they can have it too. So if you want to win acrylic focus tokens and alternate art Transocean Hunter cards, which are in German, of course, <laughs> then like and share the the, um, the Facebook post for episode 14 and you will be entered. And of course, you can be entered twice by liking and sharing. So I think that's it for this episode. We'll talk about all of the stuff on our show notes. And uh, now I will have time for our new guests to actually plug some of their stuff if they want to. So, Jeppe, any final words, anything you want to plug, anything you want to direct the, the listeners to? Well, first of all, I just we'll put it in the show notes, I think, but uh, or um, with the link. But just mention that the soundboard is found on the Star Wars page under Games and Apps. And you can actually also yeah. find some other cool stuff there. Um, there is, for instance, a crawl creator. So when you invite people to a campaign, you can basically write in the crawl and send people an e a link where they will see the crawl from Imperial Assault with the opening theme music to invite oh, them to nice. a game night. And it's all on the StarWars.com page under Games and Apps. And then the other thing I would say for anyone who might be listening in the Netherlands that we are trying to sort of get some uh, tournaments going. And we've got one in Leiden in the middle of November and a another one in Amsterdam at the end of November and uh, it's good stuff how, how much how much how much um, uh, attendance do, did you have did you already have an event uh, this is um, we've got had three tournaments uh, over the last couple of months and we've sort of went from four to six to ten people and uh, oh, that's nice yeah so it's, it's gradually in increasing uh, so 
that's mm-hmm. good stuff. And we've got a we've got a guy uh, in Amsterdam, Hans Hoekstra, which is um, which is doing a phenomenal job by. He hasn't got a store, but he really likes the game, and he's uh, hosting now a second tournament, one of them in November. But he basically contacted Feldhair, and uh, also there's some British company that does um, little uh, models, so that, for instance, all the red areas in your um, in your Imperial Assault map, there are actually three-dimensional stuff, like a back to tank oh, yeah. and so on. Yeah, the, the 3D yeah. like, tokens. I've got 3D doors and, and uh, crates printed myself from a friend, but these mm-hmm. things, this guy, he's getting hold of them. So people get their felt hair case for the thing for putting the painted miniatures in, or and so on. Mm-hmm. That, that, that's really nice. So yeah. are there any um, uh, tournaments in the Netherlands coming up at more in the south? Because there I might join, but Amsterdam and Leiden <laughs> is far away. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, so far because I've been been kind of the the tournament official of sorts for the ones in Leiden. We've had those two or three there and the other one in Amsterdam. I, I haven't heard of anything in the south. I'm I'm actually, and that's maybe an idea to plug, I've, I've started a Facebook group for Imperial Assault. In yeah, we will also link this. I, I, I think the the page already liked this uh, Facebook picture. Of, yeah, that, I think it's called Imperial, Imperial Assault Netherlands. Oh no, they yeah, are speaking that, Dutch and I can't understand <laughs> <laughs> And there's an Amsterdam one as well. But the thing is, I don't know if something is happening in the south of the country uh, that I just haven't heard of. Okay. But we have the benefit of being in an area where there are like a lot of big cities that's grown together, and that means that there's a a very strong community of people playing all sorts of games. And I think Imperial Assault will catch on as well. Okay, that's that's nice. I, I'm actually surprised to hear that you that you went from four to six to actually ten players for the event, which I think it's a very good turnout. Yeah. Um, so uh, then on to to Raphael. Do you have anything to plug or anything to say to our listeners before we yeah, wrap well, up the show? Not too much to plug. Um, as for what you said right now, I think this company is called Combat Zone Scenery. Uh, since a friend of mine and I, we saw that as well and we actually ordered some stuff from them. Um, also, from the uh, we did some group ordering from the forums and we got some stuff mm-hmm. there. So we didn't get it yet, but when we get it, then I'm certainly going to talk about it probably, considering how yeah. if they are really that nice uh, as they look on the. They are no, they are painted, not pre-painted, right? They are. They yeah, are yeah. still gray. You have to paint them. Are you gonna paint sure, them? Sure, sure. I'm painting my. I'm painting <laughs> okay. my pieces as well. I'm not that far along so far, but I'm do. I'm working on it. Uh, it's gonna take a while, but okay. I'm definitely uh, working on it, and I like painting miniatures. I played various uh, tabletop games and painted miniatures, so that's not that big of a deal. Um, other than that, there will be one tournament uh, on the 18th of October in Cologne, where wow, I cool. will be and a friend of mine, and I just wanted to know that one. Is it at the Brave New World store or where is it? Uh, one second, I think so. Yeah, Brave New World. It's on Sunday, and so far we are. How many people are we? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. So far we are at nine or ten people. 
already. Have you been to the last one? There was one uh, like some months ago, right? Um, yeah, this that? is the second one. I wasn't there. I just started. I haven't been to a tournament so far, but this is going to be my first um, since it's after Essen and then I hope I have all the stuff that I want <laughs> and so I can actually really uh, build a skirmish list and that's yeah, maybe I will go with Hendrik, maybe, I'm not sure. Yeah, we'll Hendrik, be nice. are you going? <laughs> uh, not sure. Just yeah, maybe we can borrow your stuff, maybe. I'm, I'm not sure, even sure if I will attend, I have to check first. Alright. Yeah. yeah, it's in the Heidelberger Forum and also on most Eisley, Raumhafen, in the forums there. Uh, so you can check that out as well. Yeah, for the what last the one there again? was a Facebook announcement um, for Brave New World. I, I didn't see one yet, but maybe I missed it, so... Yeah, it's possible. Yeah. I know. I'm not sure right now okay. because I saw it there already, so I wasn't really looking for any Facebook announcement. Yeah. Uh, other than that, thank you for having me. It was a lot of fun, and um, I'm 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 sure I'm speaking for everybody who plays this game and who listens to this podcast. It's an awesome game, and we can. I'd like to do everything we can to actually grow the community and make it even bigger. Yeah, we will do this by 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 trying to play more online, either skirmish and campaign, but it's going to take a while for the community to, yeah, sure. to develop. Yeah, so. the Every game. But uh, considering other games that really picked up, like for example Netrunner, which is really huge uh, to this point, <laughs> I'm pretty sure with also the movie coming up and all that, Imperial Assault can get huge as well, I think. There was a big um, rumor going on. Did you did you notice it? Um, Darth Vader might appear in the new movie. Yeah, mm, yeah. Hayden Christensen actually. What? I'm not sure if it's really going to yeah. be Darth Vader. Right? Oh, um, yes. yeah, it was. So it only was, the actor. Um, so the actor could be so. an alien, and you really do not recognize him. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm not even sure. Was he it's really? He wasn't the actor of Darth Vader. He was just the actor of Anakin, right? Yeah. Well, um, yeah. He was he was the actor of Darth Vader in Episode Three, and the actor of Darth Vader in Episode Four to Six was David. Brown. Yeah, because I think I, I think saw David him Brown's once um, at a at a at a fair um, in Cologne. The real, uh, the original actor, let's say. Yeah, but George Lucas plucked yeah. yeah, his uh, it's Jedi it's ghost it's or this ghost or whatever ghost into the last episode as well. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, that would also be a possibility. <laughs> uh, about that, about that, I I heard that Disney will re release uh, episode four to six and in a theoretical uh, in a in a in a cinema cut. Uh, someone on on on, on Blu-ray or so, like the the unaltered yeah. version. Can they we, without all the special the effects, version? without the altered uh, enemy, uh, the altered uh, ending stuff? Yeah, so. it's supposed to come out in. Is it October or is it December? I saw it as well. So soon, yeah. so soon. No, I no. thought it was next year. Okay, I saw it on That's Amazon. Nice. I actually was looking at the Blu-ray, but there will be a new version, and it's supposedly a little bit different, unaltered. I, I'm not sure. It's also potentially possible that there will be the standard as well as uh, some different cut again mm. one of the 3000 cuts yeah there. yeah yeah okay uh, I actually hmm, I can't see I can't find it on Amazon but maybe it's just not listed at least in Germany so um, then yeah <laughs> 
Yeah, yeah. Uh, then, uh, any last works for uh, Hendrik and Antonia? Yes, uh, currently I'm painting my Royal Guards for my second corset that I snatched from eBay. You bought a second corset? <laughs> yeah, it was only 50 bucks, including shipping, and I couldn't resist. <gasps> it was only 50 bucks? 50 though. euros, yeah. okay, not, not dollars. Yeah, yeah it's only 50. Uh, it was only 50 euros. Compared to what? the street price, it was half the price. Yeah, but I was, I was so, also wondering why he bought it, because yeah. he said that that was his reason. It was only 50 <laughs> I, I, I knew I had only a few minutes to choose because then somebody else would have bought it. So I did buy it. Actually, his, his <laughs> first, okay. his first course that he also got from eBay and I think the guy who posted it there had the reason and now it comes. My girlfriend bought this game for me and I didn't like it. No, she, she, oh, she bought the wrong uh, game. I think she it also oh. had Star Wars on it and he didn't want this but another one. I actually, <laughs> lucky actually for me. What? And Henrik, I, Henrik I told me it. I wish my girlfriend would buy me Imperial Assault. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I actually got my game as a gift, otherwise I'm not sure I'd ended up being so uh, obsessed by it. <laughs> you got it as a gift? I got it as a gift. I got <laughs> it as a gift from one of my gaming groups because uh, they wanted to thank me for doing a lot of teaching games. Yeah, That's oh. cool, actually. <laughs> yeah. My groups don't ever get, get me something. But I, I, need, I need to do this. I, I do buy them drinks and chips. And I do also play Armada, so I'm sort of like not really buying everything for the all three games. Huh. Yeah, you buy you you play X Wing X Wing too. Yeah, and Amada. Oh, that's that, that's a steep that's a steep investment. But, but I don't I think, yeah. like with X Wing is where I started and uh, two years ago, and I don't buy anything for that anymore. I don't buy all of it, I should say, and I don't <laughs> buy all of it for the other two games either because that's just yeah. Yeah, so that's the reason why I didn't actually have the Twin Shadows un until now. Well, I have a, I shouldn't say it in public, but I have an evil ploy to uh, to have it uh, as a joint venture of my group that I'm playing with currently <laughs> when we're done with the basic campaign. <laughs> oh, that's nice, yeah. But, uh, oh, I've bought all of Wave they, 1. They, 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 get, they get out play experience and, and very much entertainment out of it. They should pay anyway, so... Yeah, you're <laughs> even happier with uh, your local store having it. So it was... For us it was, we had, I think, one or two base games yeah. in English at our game yeah. store and one got stolen. One got stolen? If I got stolen, I would have bought it before, too. <laughs> so crazy. Yeah, um... Anyway, before I forget, I was just um, painting the Royal Guards and I was making my first yes. uh, impressions with an airbrush machine. And I will see how good that gets compared to the first one, which I painted with a pencil. Uh, but if you're airbrushing them, doesn't the, the, the paint go all over the place? Like, how do you do you shield your, your place where you paint? Yes, uh, you Paint the coat so um, after you are done, you make the details. I mean, uh, without the airbrush. The royal guards have not that much detail, but um, yeah, it's all they are only close, and then you paint the stick, and it's but done. Many of the uh, mm. miniatures of professional painters. I mean, you just have to uh, Google Angel Giraldes. He's a very good painter for Infinity. Um, they use mm -hmm. a thing. It's called um, liquid mask, and you um, apply it with a with a brush, it's um yeah, it has a weird, weird structure, and it's more or less like a coat you can peel off after you are finished painting um the places you want to paint. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I think it's 
very complicated for the start. I will just uh, paint the whole figure with the airbrush and then correct uh, the rest with the brush yeah. with the stick. Mm -hmm. And then see how that works. Yeah. Yeah. That's nice, yeah. How much did the airbrush stuff cost? Oh, you don't want to know. You don't want to ask. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so it's that expensive. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Just uh, you can calculate that if you want to go to your GameStop site and uh, click at um, airbrush and compressor and, and all the utilities. Oh no, no thanks. But you have to say yes. that um, Henrik has a really good one. He has a harder steel bag, steam bag. I'm not sure how they are called. It's a German yeah, producer. Before I buying, I read up all the stuff, and they all said. Don't get the cheap sets for newbies. Uh, if you want to do it, you keep it for years and then buy the good stuff. So I decided to. Go I, I won. Uh, I won board. brushes at the last tournament, so uh, I guess I have to try and paint at some point. Yeah, definitely. So they look so cool. Yeah. I have to get someone to paint them for me. That's actually <laughs> my idea: is to bribe someone with the brushes <laughs> to paint mine. <laughs> Yeah, it's just a bummer that none of my none of my gaming group is any anyone is interested in painting stuff because then I would trade actually buying all the stuff for and playing with them for actually having them painted by them. So, but doesn't work work that way at least not for me. But it would be a nice symbiosis, I think. <laughs> yeah, but um, I have still so, to criticize Henrik's uh, priorities there. You know, he's painting a second base game. The the guards yes. and he hasn't even the finished the heroes so yet. Yeah, and I will. From I won't finish game. the hero because I next I have to paint R two D two because he's so cool. He is. But you mentioned mice and mystics, and a friend of mine actually had a week off work between going from one job to another, and he needed to de-stress. So he borrowed my mice and mystic set and painted it all beautifully. Yes. Mm. Okay, uh, I think that's it for this show. And uh, I think we will, um, some of us will see us uh, again in a few days uh, online on Twitch and then on YouTube for the online campaign. And the others can contact us, of course, um, on Facebook by just typing in Board Wars in your Facebook search. And on the homepage, which is www.boardwars.eu. And you can always write us an email at podcasts at boardwars.eu. And... That's it for episode 14, and we will see us again in about two weeks for episode 15, when we'll talk about Twin Shadows again and the Core Box. And, and I hope we then, will talk about Spiel too. Yes, we will. Yes, actually, that's right. Let's let's stop this for a second. In two weeks, yeah, I will just come back from, from Spiel, so we will probably record on, on Tuesday then, and we will give our recap about the Spiel 2015. So... That's it for the next episode, and we'll see us again in about two weeks. Bye-bye. Bye. Yeah, the weird thing is, oh, now I can upload. I'm, I'm really confused. Okay, I can upload something.